Welcome to Daybreak with Ted Tibbet and Michael Paul. If you have a comment, you can call us now at 261-0898 or pound 981 on any ceasefire device. Our email is newsradiomornings at gmail.com. Good morning at 7.15. Nice looking Friday developing. We'll keep you updated on the weather. But right now, he's back. Velvet Amber, Gene Valentino, good morning. Hey, hey. good morning, Belushi, <laughs> Hattiesburg, Laurel. How's everybody doing? Hey, we're good. We're good. We're glad to have you back. And uh, we, we, I guess, uh, you know, just uh, just want to get the latest from you. Like, how's the flying going? How was your trip with the Blue Angels and all that stuff? Oh, we were so pleased with that. We had a experience second to none. We uh, were honored to fly the first amphibious flight in the Blue Angels Air Show and uh, got a flat tire coming up the ramp. Uh, little barnacles on the ramp really chewed up the tire of all things, you know. <laughs> you need to get you some mud tires. <laughs> I got to get something more, <laughs> more, more appropriate. Hey, I got something for you. Did you hear that this woman, um, Kamala Harris's Speech writer is leaving after just four months. I did, you hear I did that? hear that. Apparently, she's got to get going to where she's got to go because it's time to keep doing what she's been doing, and and, and that time is every day right now. Wow! 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 Yeah, I, you know this Kamala Harris. I don't know about, about this gal. She's something else. And you know that's the only scary part <laughs> about losing Joe Biden. Uh, you know, if he gets sick and dies. With COVID or something, or I don't know. We don't know if he's got cancer or not. He said he did, but they say he doesn't. I mean, poor oh, thing. But the he's vaccine, just the, yeah. The, the, but the vaccine works, Michael. I mean, you know, he's taking vaccines up the yin yang, and he now he he has it too. I mean, uh, it sounds like the SARS virus, or maybe above flu. Maybe it's normalizing and isn't as extreme as it was. And uh, uh, you know, we're uh, reaching this concept of herd immunity. And uh, people are just uh, adapting to a virus as part of every day. I mean, it's not like this is the first virus we've ever had, for God's sake. You, you would think it was but because of, the, you know, the folks in Washington. But, you know, if the, if the vaccine works, why ain't it working? Yeah. Yeah. I'll put another mask on, for God's sake. And, you know, there's, there's some studies, Gene, that are, that are definitely coming to the forefront now about these paper masks and also the uh, the cloth masks that pretty much say they're useless. In fact, they may actually be more harmful than good. Well, that mask has a perfect purpose. I use it when I check the oil on my aircraft before startup <laughs> every time. And it can it, be used in case of emergencies, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you never know when you gotta go, right? I mean, geez. that's that's right. Mother Nature well, calls. Funniest, you know, you want a mask close by. I went into the doctor the other day, and I'm getting some blood work for my annual physical. And sitting in the waiting room is a woman who I presume is getting her physical too, uh, getting her blood work too. And um, she's on the phone talking, so she pulls the mask off her nose and mouth and runs it up over her eyeballs so she can't see. She's holding her notes and speaking into the cell phone while she's... Now, she's blind. She can't see anybody in the room. 
there must have been six or seven of us in the waiting room looking over at each at each other, scratching our heads, saying, "What is she trying to accomplish?" Everyone's well, you, wearing the mask. You should have got a picture of that. I did. Y'all send it to you. <laughs> send it to me, man. We'll we'll make this woman famous. This <laughs> is right out of a movie. You can't make this stuff up. Uh, yeah. Anyway, how you doing? Give me some uh, good news. Hey, look, it's, it's all good. You know, we're uh, we're just rocking along here. We uh, we were able to do the show without you last week, so you know that's positive. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> well, that's good. Wait a minute. Last week you were on with me. Oh yeah, that's right. It was week before. It was the week before. I don't know. You know, we've had a we've had a long week. <laughs> it's been. Uh, I heard you talking about the weather. The weather's uh, your thunderstorm last night was mine earlier this morning. Yeah, it it stormed uh, over here, and let me just tell you, it woke me up. And of course, you got dogs, so you know the dogs go crazy. They hear it coming. I had one nudging me, waking me up. Uh, I thought maybe you know had to go outside or something, but no, it was the it was the lightning and the thunder that was uh, that was waking them up. So I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. Well. You're always ready for the morning daybreak, so you sound good from this side of the earth. Well, you know, we're broadcast professionals, so we just don't uh, we don't let it show. <laughs> so, uh, what was I going to share with you? You got Joan Pierre, the press secretary, upstaging the medical advisor and chief of staff on medicine, who is the doctor for the president, bragging about gas prices down. Uh, when Biden took office, it was $2.39 a gallon. It's now $4.41 a gallon. It's down almost 50 cents from the historic high a week or two ago. And the White House is running victory laps like the economy's in good shape. You remember our earlier discussion a few weeks ago about the concept of the Overton window? Yes. Okay. You you get slammed with the extreme in this case over uh, over five dollars a gallon, and then you bring it down fifty cents a gallon, and you're running a, uh, a victory laps like you're doing a good thing. You're still over two dollars a gallon higher when than when Trump left office. True. What That's... is and and now we've got. Um, uh, 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 findings coming out in the next week or so to determine if we have two consecutive quarters of recessionary trends. Uh, if that's the case, we will be in a full-fledged recession. Uh, it's my opinion we're in a recession now because of the uh, a threat of increase on borrowing just to sustain debt. And when you see those factors coming in to play against um the GDP's um, downward trend, uh, you really do have a recession. Uh, they're talking about lower gas prices, of course, because uh, it's come off. The demand has gone down so significantly that some price uh, relief came back, but it is nowhere near what's necessary to bring us back to a full economy. You know, I was. It's funny that uh, we talked about gas prices this morning. Yesterday, I was cleaning a drawer out, and I pulled out a receipt for diesel. You know, I've been driving diesel trucks since the 1990s, and in 2002, diesel was roughly a dollar a gallon. 
Now, <laughs> that, that okay, so fast forward 20 years to, to 2020 when Donald Trump was president, and guess what? It was only $2. It was 2 bucks. That's right. So, That's right. you know, so it only doubled in 20 years, and now it doubled again in two years. It's, uh, well, we're, we're dating ourselves, Michael, but I think, Ted, you and I, when we were pumping gas 16 to 20 years of age, we were seeing something between 25 cents and 35 cents a gallon. And uh, it, look how long it took just to get up to $1.79. So you're correct. It's, um, the, the trend is now getting more geometric, and therein lies uh, 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 the concern. The Federal Reserve... Uh, their hands are tied at some point here. We're going to have, we're going to run the risk of a, a federal government bankruptcy if we don't, uh, and they can only increase their borrowing uh, by maybe one and a one percent uh, or so. Uh, it, it, it be, that's about um, that's about four hundred billion dollars a year in excess debt service. Going, we're up nor- near. $30 trillion. Remember trillion? We thought billion was a big number. Now we're up to trillion dollars uh, in, um, in potential debt for the United States government. It's begging the question about what's on the horizon in terms of a currency and a money system for the world, not just the United States. The Federal Reserve has been the anchor over the century, and it has become the the, the standard for other currencies and petroleum. But what's happening is that China has made such an impact at disrupting our supply uh, chain and uh, demand uh, and our markets by controlling some of the markets that we run the risk of seeing a new world order kick in as it pertains to the money supply. So heads up, it could be some form of cryptocurrency that standardizes the monetary system and says, sorry, America, we don't need you anymore to be the uh, the, the anchor for uh, security on money. We, we, the world, are going to create our own new standard. Now, that might work if they wave off all the debt associated to what we have on the books now. But it'll require us um, uh, acquiescing to a new world order. And that's what I fear. The Overton window brought that up when we discussed it uh, over a month ago. You know, it's funny you're bringing this up, but this is exactly what the the, the Bill Gates of the world, the George Soros, is that that's what they want. Yeah. You're going to have a situation. Well, I'm disappointed in this Bill Gates. He comes out of technology a generation ago, and uh, now he's in about 14 states around the nation with hundreds of thousands of acres of land that he owns. For what? Mm -hmm. He's building his own agricultural community in an alliance with China? What's that all about? Well, it's it's kind of scary. In fact, there was a a report I saw the other day where China bought – a large tract of farmland very close to one of our nuclear uh, missile sites. And, yeah. and, you know, people are going, would, would they allow this in China? 
that, oh, are you kidding? Not only would they not allow it in China, even Mexico, that's flooding our uh, uh, southern border, refuses to let you vote unless you're a landowner and have significant presence in in Mexico. You don't just come into a unemployment office with fake IDs and then not only get a reimbursement from government and a driver's license and a voting card, uh, you, you get to become a citizen with such a lack of uh, regard for the American citizenship process. It's a disgrace what we've allowed to happen. I can't wait for November. Well, November is going to be a big uh, bellwether for what's going to happen in the future. And I feel like that we're going to see a an, an election that we probably haven't seen since probably the 19, maybe 30s. It's going to be a, a big, I, big deal. Yeah, I pray that you are correct, Michael. I think that will be a big deal. Uh, Governor DeSantis here in Florida uh, just mentioned that um, instead of uh, Democrats being 50 to 100,000 registered voters over Republicans statewide, that the Republicans are approaching close to 300,000 more registered voters in Florida uh, than uh, just one election period ago. It's becoming more solidly red. Yeah. Yeah. Stay well, tuned. We'll see what happens. We will. And I, and I think that we're going to see. Now, you know, the House, we, we have not seen one poll or one person say that the House is going to stay where it is with, with Democrats. Everybody believes, and the polls show, that the House is going to flip. But the Senate is so important because that can, you know, if, the, if you have the Senate, you can stop a lot of nonsense from the president. And so it doesn't really matter who the president is. If the Senate and the House get together, they can stop most everything that the president tries to do. Yeah, they just have it. They, they, they're going to need his signature on a bill uh, as that third leg of the uh, triangle of government. Uh, if the House and Senate come up with something proactive and remedial for the greater good of the nation, they're going to require that uh, president's signature uh, of approval, unless they override his rejection with a two-thirds uh, yeah, counter-vote. Yeah. Well, so. they may with the full Republican and Democrat uh, House and Senate. Excuse True. me, a full Republican ha- House and Senate. True. It's it's possible. It's possible. All right, yeah. Gene Valentino, I appreciate you joining us this morning. We are out of time, but it's always good to hear from you. Thanks for joining us, and uh, you have a great weekend. Best to both you and to the community. The man, Gene Valentino. Good morning, everyone. It's 7.30, the bottom of the hour. Fox News break is next. We'll have the weather after the news. 